All right. Hey, good morning, everyone. I always say good morning, and then I always think about, like, wait, wait, it might not be morning for everyone, but hey, uh, how's it going? I'm Omar Tic Tac Tomar, uh, here for the weekend edition of Game Over International, taking over for Andrew Berkshire. Uh, if you logged on uh, maybe about, like, three or four minutes ago, uh, you might have seen me seen me by accident. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of still laughing about it. Uh, I guess that's what happens when um, you start the stream and uh, don't go into the the stream will begin uh, frame and just start out. So it was funny checking the stream and seeing myself and having that mini mini panic attack of like, oh my gosh, no, I shouldn't see myself. Uh, so that was great. Um, so, you know, to, I guess to quote Jason Derulo, I'm uh, writing solo here, but I think it's still going to be um, a fun time. I have the chat open. So if anyone wants to make, you know, ask any questions or make any comments or whatever, um, you know, while we're going through all the Olympic stuff, uh, that'd be great. So speaking of Olympic stuff, so I kind of wanted to just like, um, I took some notes on some things that took place as far as, you know, um, meddling, medal finish um, events, uh, qualifications, and of course we're going to talk about uh, the men's US, uh, USA versus Canada game that took place, and also talk, uh, talk about curling um, and how that is developing in a very interesting way, especially um, after what happened yesterday um, with the women's team. And then obviously talk about, um, you know, the women's hockey team in Team Canada and how they're just on a monster path uh, of destruction, uh, you know, on their way to a clear gold medal game. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. So uh, as far as medal finishes, so we have the men's uh, skeleton where Canada qualified, but they finished last, unfortunately. Uh, women's Super G Alpine skiing, Canada finished fourth, so a little better. Um, men's speed skating, speed skating has been something I've been really paying attention to. You, you know, generally just as a thing, I always watch speed skating just because I like the form and I like how how calming it looks um but and so in so the men's speed skating 10,000 meters you had 10 uh, Ted Yan Bloman and Graham Fish who finished uh eighth and fifth uh respectively and um if for me I guess it, it's kind of a, a tough pill to swallow for especially for for Ted Yan Bloman because considering how you know I guess upset and disappointed he, um, he was and how he finished um in his last um uh, men's single run in speed speed skating so um it's tough there, but you know, I guess you know that's that's what happens. You know, that's that's the beauty of the Olympics, the beauty of sports, uh, in a general sense. Um, and then men's men's speed skating that uh, just finished not not too long ago um, is the 500 meter. Canada finished fourth, uh, so no medal there. Uh, as far as qualifications go, um, I guess still talking about speed skating. Uh, you know, the women's short track speed skating was something that I think a lot of people were paying attention to uh, via Courtney Lee Sorrow and Allison Charles. However, neither of them qualified for the for um, for the final. They finished third and fifth in their respective groups. Uh, so again, yeah, so once the quarterfinal came, uh, they didn't qualify there. Um, however, men's short track speed skating, the 5,000 meter relay, they did qualify. They qualified for the final a so that's great and also the men's individual large hill so mckenzie um boyd close and matthew sukup they for they qualified for their final which is actually going to happen not too long after this recording i want to say it's, it's i want to say it's taking place uh 7 a.m eastern time uh so that's something you can t that you can you know look at and tune into uh right after uh this episode of game over international uh now let's get into the main topics uh first curling Curling is something that is another sport that Canada, you know, generally does well in. Um, curling is kind of in a little bit of trouble. 
Uh, so the men's curling team, you know, they lost to Switzerland. They will lost to Sweden this morning. Hopefully, you know, they can you know battle back and you know, they'll have the next opportunity to do that against the um, against USA. Now the women's team is pretty interesting. Uh, so again, so they started off with a loss as well. They lost eight uh, five to Japan. You know, at first they were up two one at the end of the second, but then uh, at the second end, but then you know Japan just kept coming and coming and coming, and Canada didn't really have an answer for that. Uh, the Canada versus Sweden game in particular was act was pretty interesting just because it seemed as if you know there was a lot of structure going on, but a lot of mistakes were being made at the same time. Um, Sweden in particular had a lot of heavy rocks that were just you know not being placed well or you know being you know completely you know past the half line in, in the house, so they weren't be able to uh, weren't being able to be played. But then they had an interesting comeback, and even the final. A final like uh, end to kind of decide who was going to win actually came down to measurements, um, and that's something that I always find interesting, just because it's it's nerve wracking, but it can also be frustrating at the same time. Like, we always talk that we always say that you know sports is you know is a game of inches sometimes, and you're watching this game and legitimately it was uh, it was um it was a uh, a game of inches. Uh, but you know, you know, Canada had the hammer at the end of the game. You know, they had an opportunity to, to you know to get the final point. Um, knocked out the knocked out one of the rocks. At least that was right in the center. But then again, the you know the final rock that was uh, that they needed to measure to figure out what was going to go on uh, had to come down to again to a measurement. And uh, Sweden ended up taking uh, taking the the win there. So right now, Canada's in uh, sixth in the standings. They're tied with Denmark and let's see, Denmark and Switzerland, I believe. Um, so the next set of games are going to be really important because again, as far as qualifications go, you know, you want to be as high as the standings as, as possible. That sounded obvious, but you know, um, so again, it'll be interesting to see if they can rebound, they can battle back from that because again, there are a lot of key names within, um, you know, within curling on that team and, you know, they've done a lot of incredible things, especially at different Olympic competitions. So we'll see how that, how that goes on. Uh, next the mix snowboard cross. This was not funny, but something funny took place. Uh, so Canada wound up getting the bronze medal. Uh, so you had, you know, Elliot, uh, Elliot Grandin, um, or Grandon, sorry, who, um, you know, actually, you know, wrote off the momentum that he generated with his silver, silver medal, um, not too long ago. And so his, his run, he just flew out finished first. It was solid. Now the women's run, uh, uh, via Marietta, um, Odine, um, she literally had someone land on her back. Um, not no no hyperbole. Uh, so off one of the jumps, uh, the Italian um athlete actually landed on her um uh, on the fall, and so both fell, and you know the United States ended up taking getting getting the gold medal there. But just watching it happen and watching it in slow motion, it was just like, oh, I, I think she actually landed on her. And then when they zoomed in on the uh, on the replay, it's like, no, but yeah, she actually did land on her. Um. They reviewed it. They looked at it. But, you know, at the end of the day, again, the USA got the got the uh, gold medal. I want to say Italy got the had the silver medal, and then Canada got the bronze there. And uh, actually, the team the team Canada um, Twitter account actually had a funny tweet saying, "You know, uh, for Canada, we wear uh, ma a maple leaf on the chest, but we have sometimes we have an Italian on our back or something like that." And there was like a screen capture of the actual landing impact, <laughs> which is which is pretty funny. So that's all there. Another another medal, uh, another medal for Canada there, and again another great performance uh, from Ellie Grand uh, Grandon, and again Marietta Odine, um, you know, put up some work as well, which is great. Now, uh, moving on to the I guess the main event 
of probably a lot of people's Friday nights or afternoons or mornings, again, depending on, on where you're watching it. Uh, the men's game. So USA versus Canada. Uh, not a win. Not a win, but still a very interesting game. So USA ends, um, ended up taking the, taking the game 4-2. I think there are a lot of things to take from that game, in particular the difference in speed. I think that was one of the main things that a lot of people were talking about is, you know, the fact that Canada put together a, you know, veteran heavy group with a lot of former NHL players who are in their 30s. You have Eric Stahl, you have Daniel Winnick, you have Jordan Wheel, you have, you know, uh, David Desjardins, like you have all of these like veteran, you know, well-experienced players. And then on, on the United States end, they actually went with youth. Right, like their entire second line, you know, with you know, with with players that us Leafs fans are going to be focusing on, you know, Matthew Nyes, uh, Nick Abrazizi, um, you know, Matthew Ber- um, uh, Beniers. Like that second line was, was solid. So, but there's a lot of youth um, that was brought in that game, and I think that was part of at least Canada's initial strategy uh, when it came to how they were playing, because like there were some hard hits, um, you know, throughout the first period. Like you can definitely tell that. I guess the 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 mantra or the belief was like, hey, you know what? Like, let's you know these are kids. You know they'll you know this is a, a huge stage for them. Even though yes, they have played a, you played a different international terms before, but you know we can really try to intimidate them a little bit and finish our checks. And literally, like every every time, uh, you know the puck was in the corner, the puck was uh, puck was along the boards, like someone was being hit, and and with with not many fans in the in the stands, like you heard every single impact which was which was solid and then again when you look at the first goal the first Canada goal literally it's just that same pressure just established in the in the neutral zone via Eric Stahl you know leads to that first goal right so I think that was very interesting to see again how you know Canada was very aware of their presence and again of their experience and tried to really intimidate you know the United States you know physically throughout the game now did that work to an extent, uh, I think it worked in the first 10 minutes of the game. I think, you know, Canada was out shooting the United States. I want to say it was like 11 to 3, but then there was a moment where just like everything switched and it went back in the United States' favor and Canada just looked really slow. Like, you know, they just, they, they couldn't keep up with plays, you know, um, you know, the, the United States were just, you know, wheeling and dealing in the offensive zone, especially speed down the middle, which again is a hockey cliche, but it worked a lot. And I think it, that was interesting to see how, you know, even though Canada is a more experienced team that, you know, United States said, okay, well, yeah, we're not as experienced, but we're fast and we're skilled and we're going to use that to our advantage. And I think that really did, that really ended up paying off, um, for United States when, you know, once getting the eventual win. Um, so that's kind of a main, a main thing that I noticed just watching the game and just kind of seeing the roller coaster effect and how, you know, at some moments, you know, Canada looked slower, other moments, you know, United States looked faster. And again, how that kind of came into play. But of course, that wasn't the only thing that, you know, the only thing that, that impacted the game. I think goaltending was a, was probably the main difference, um, you know, when it comes between the two teams. So you have, you know, Strauss Mann who made 35 saves and you have Eddie Pascal who made 23. Um, one of Eddie Pascal's uh, goals against, it might be one that Steve might look at uh, considering the, the whole, if you're a goaltender, tend the goal type of thing. Um, I think watching Eddie Pascal, I mean, like he didn't have a, a horrible game, 
But I think when it comes down to the difference between the two, I definitely think that he was the, you know, he came in second place as far as goaltending goes. And, you know, in the third period, especially when, you know, after the United States made it 4-2 and, you know, there and Canada was trying to push and push for an equalizer or, or, or just to gain something. And they were getting their chances, like a number of chances, whether it's, you know, points, you know, shots from the points that were getting redirected, you know, rebound, rebound um, attempts right, right from the slot. Like, so they, they were coming. They were coming over and over and over again. But, you know, Strauss man made every single save. Like, he was the man. Uh, that was something I came up with. And I didn't know if I was going to say it or not. But, you know, I saw an opportunity. Uh, so if you laughed, great. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, again, I think that was that was the, the interesting thing. And on, the, on, on, the, on Canada's end, when it comes to Eddie Pascal, it's just like, it's just like, it's a chaotic crease. I guess is the best way to kind of describe it. It's just that there is so much movement. And with that, with all of that movement, it actually led to a lot of easy, quote unquote, easy opportunities uh, for United States to score. You know, I think of their third goal, you know, where, you know, United States player, you know, gets, gets the poke check. You know, Eddie Pascal is out of his net trying to play, trying to play the puck, doesn't get back in the net net in time. And it's literally, it's an easy open net goal, right? Um, and you know a lot of the opportunities that United States got, you know, you literally, you know, the whistle's blown and Eddie Pascal's just like out of his crease, like all the way off uh, to the side of the net. Um, and you know the broadcast talked about it. A lot of people talked about it. And you know even you know even Eddie Pascal actually mentioned it. I mentioned himself. He actually had this to say about his performance, saying, you know, I fought the puck pretty much all night. I gave up two weak ones. If I make those two saves, we're going to 2-2, go, uh, we're 2-2 going into overtime. Um, and again, you know, you don't want to like point the finger at someone and say, hey, this is all your fault. You're the reason that they lost. But you definitely do see the different, the differences in style and the fact that, you know, when, when man was making his, you know, his saves, you know, he was more secure. He was more positioned, more quiet, more sound. Whereas for Pascal, it seems like he was fighting a little bit and moving around too much, you know, to try to get those, you know, to try to make those second, second and third efforts. Um, you know, and again, again, I think when it comes to the Kenny Augustino goal, again, another leaf tie-in, huh? Um, I think that's definitely one that you want to have back because, you know, it's a slap shot that goes through the body and it's 4-2. And then at that point, again, you're, you know, Canada is trying to trying to battle back but then you have man at the other end of the ice who was again who's shutting things down so i think goaltending was another thing uh that definitely came, came into play however eddie pascal did have like a disgusting sequence in the in the first period you made like like five or six saves like in a row like it was point shot rebound save 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 and even um nick uh, nick abruzzi's uh, like literally could have scored, and then Pascal made a ridiculous right pad save. So you know he had he you know, he had his his had his uh, his shiny moments of standing up. But again, you know when it came to the overall decision, you can definitely see let's say that goaltending you know was the difference or one of the differences between the two. Um, another thing, let's see another thing. Um, this is something that I saw people. Um, I saw a lot of like uh, commentary on it on Twitter, which was pretty funny. Um, you know, why am I watching Daniel Winnick? <laughs> on uh playing on the olympic team and yeah i get it i i i'm pretty sure daniel winnick is the is the oldest player on the team i have to check that i have to check that on um, but i'm pretty sure he is but you know i thought he actually had a pretty good game right you know this you know uh the shorthanded goal by by night you know 
he kind of creates that. And I think him, also another underrated performance, I think was David Desjardins um, um, again. You know, I think he also bought into the, you know, to the physical element of the game and the physical mantra of, hey, you know, let's use our bodies to intimidate, to intimidate the, um, the U.S. a little bit. You know, and a lot of, and a lot of his, you know, strong forechecking moments actually led to some turnovers direct behind the net and i think you know when it comes to those behind the net plays those are the ones that are the most you know most dangerous and i think when you when you're up against a goaltender like man that has you know that is showing to be very you know very secure and very sound positionally i think those behind the net plays are the ones that are really going to stand out and i think you know as the game went on you know they're trying to go for those plays and again those strong four checks like that uh from david desjardins i guess really stand out so that's something else that I wanted to make note of. Uh, what else? Own power is good. Um, I, I I see the hype. Um, this is one of the few times where I've actually uh, been able to watch Own Power play in full. Um, and again, it's different than like you know the World Juniors or different than you know his college play. And again, that's not to like you know put any you know put any slight slight on 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 those on those areas at all. But just like watching him play, it's like you. It's hilarious to think, like, wow, he got drafted last year. Like, he looks like a comfortable, professional player. Um, and again, just like in the in the decisions he makes, you know, his timing, as we you know, as far as activating from the blue line, his recovery, you know, um, you know, when it comes when it comes to you know the, his pre- you know um, when he has you know pre- pressure behind him, the plays that he makes, right, the poise. It's just it's wild to think how young he is, and again how discomfortable and better than a lot of players um on you know on Canada and so seeing that difference I think is wild so yeah you know shout out to Buffalo they they got a good, they got a good one there um and hopefully you know uh things don't go south uh in that category but yeah I thought Owen Power was great um Anderson I think on the USA that's a that's a story as well you know considering the fact that he just joined the team not too long ago you know how he was in uh, he was in LA with covid protocol needed to uh, have a couple of negative tests you know, had a great number, arrived in Beijing, and then literally just jumped in, jumped into the game and played. And it's not like he was like eased in or anything. Like he was used, he was relied on a lot. Like he had like eleven shifts in the in the first period, played a whole bunch of time. But again, Anderson is another player as well that I think you know if you're if you know if you're a Sens fan, I think you'll be really happy about. Uh, again, just again, just the comfort, and I think that's the that's the big thing when it comes to you know defensemen especially playing playing against men playing against experienced players is just the comfort of these players is so is so spot on so i thought that was solid from from him there uh let's talk about the least boys a little bit so josh hosang you know he gets on the scoreboard early with a primary assist you know it wasn't the it wasn't a beautiful assist or anything but you know i you know i think it's still it's still awareness of a play and in reading what's going on you know eric stall uh, causes a, um, a turnover in the neutral zone. Josh Hossein picks up the puck. I think he was trying to go for like one of those like you know crisp cross uh, cross ice passes, but the pass actually ended up going off of Eric Stahl. But hey, you know Robinson still comes off from the from the uh, from the point, sends a puck on net, it beats man, and Canada's up one nothing. So not a not a not a uh, highlight reel goal of, of any means, but I think it does speak you know to his awareness on the ice and again of of anticipating plays of what's going on i think his hands are ridiculous the way he skates is 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 great i think the way he's able to to kind of attract attention there is a moment where you know he's skating into the offensive zone with the puck and like all and like four usa players like all like kind of circled around him and then he just made made a feed over 
um, over to to the empty player, uh, to the open player. So I think that skill is amazing. He even scored almost scored himself on the power play. You know, it was a bouncing puck, um, and he had he had a lot of space. Uh, but you know, the eventual shot um went wide. But I think you know, I think a game like that for him is you know, especially after their previous game where you had where um where you found found the board as well. I think is a solid performance from Josh Hosang. And again, I'm in very interested to see how you know how he continues to thrive uh within within this game so shout out to shout out to 96 there uh the least boys were solid matthew nyes and again and uh and uh, nick abrazizi i think you know that was a line that was relied on a lot and again considering the fact that they are a very young line but not young in a bad way they you know i think they had played a lot of effective strong minutes a lot of and a lot of great scoring chances matthew nyes I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I if it's fair to say this, but like Matthew Nyes looks like he could like step into the NHL like yesterday. You know what I mean? Like the way he like the way he like dumps and ch- and dumps and chases the puck. Um, you know he's you know he has good strides, he has good speed. I really like the way in which he kind of uses his lateral movement, like literally moving his body left and right to get around players and to get to pucks first, like. That's that's a that's a power forward in the making, man. And I literally I can't believe I can't believe we got him in the second round. Like it's it's looking he looks it looks like a better decision like every single day. Um yeah, he's just he's just incredible to watch. And it's just so fun. And I think even seeing the way that him um that that Nice and um um Abru uh Abruzzi, like work off each other I think it was really great as well. Um, and again, you know, you know, Abruzzi had a solid scoring chance. Again, it was just a strong, strong right pad save from Pascal. But just seeing their dynamic, seeing how often they're relied on, there is, I want to say at the end of the first, with like 0.9 seconds left, like they were on the ice. They're on the ice, like in the, in that situation again, when it's a 1-1 game and not 1-1, sorry, it was a 2-1 game. And so I just think seeing seeing the the fact that they've been able to generate so much trust, you know, within within the coaching staff at this age on this stage, I think speaks a lot to them and what they've been able to accomplish and again to who they are as players. I think the 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 highest compliment you can ever get from a coach is they can look at you and say, "Hey, I trust you in any situation." And it's clear though that those who have the trust from their coach. So honestly like man, like Leafs fans like Matthew Nyes is legitimate. And I don't know when the contract is going to be signed, but like, if it's not this season, I can definitely see Matthew Nyes like competing next season. Again, I get, again, it will depend on him and what he wants to do. If he wants to do another year of school or not, uh, who knows? But like Matthew Nyes, man, like I could, I could watch him all day. He's just such, he's just such a nice player to watch. Um, so, so that was another thing uh, that I wanted to point out that was solid. Um, so yeah, so from there, again, uh, I guess what will be, it'll be interesting to see again, you know, whether the team, I guess, can maintain their level of pressure. Again, I think what the issue was is that they started off really great and then either they took their foot off the gas or I don't know, maybe it was just, maybe, maybe it was just, you know, just a, a conditioning thing or an age thing, whatever, but they allowed, can they allowed the United States to get back into that game and, I think that was one of the main the main difference makers again in combination with goaltending. You know that was the main decider. So I think moving forward, like what they need to do is again ensure that you know the pressure is maintained continuously and not you know and not kind of ease up for a little bit to allow to allow the opposition to to, um, uh, to get back into the game. So 
It'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes. All right, so moving on from there, let's talk about the women's team, uh, who, if you could, I guess, use one word to describe them, I think you could say domination. Domination with a capital holy crap. Uh, like, let me just read off some 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 stats that I that I compiled. So in the preliminary rounds, so they've outscored their opponent thirty three to five. The only team that that gave them any sense of a quote unquote challenge was the U.S. in that four two game. But besides that, it's just been domination over dominating performance over dominating performance, and just and you just you look at this team and it's like, oh my god, like how like who is going to beat them? Like who legitimately is going to stand a chance? And I think that again that just speaks to the, just the raw talent. That is just on this team, just on on every level, on and on every line, on every defense pairing, even in goal, even the difference in goaltending, right? Like it's just it's just they're just a complete unit. And again, watching them play, again, I think we're watching. Like, you ever get those moments where you're watching something and it's like I think we're watching like either the either history in the making or watching the beginning of something new. I think when it comes to this Canada's this women's team, we're watching both. Like not only are we watching history being made, but we're also watching like the 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 I guess I don't know the the rise of a lot of like star Canadian talent, and I think that's something that that that's really that you know that really stands out. You know, Sarah Fillier and you know and Brianne Jenner, they both had hat tricks. Sarah Nurse and Mary Mary Philippe Poulin both had four assists. Again, another shout out to Jamie Lee um, uh, Rache, uh, Rache, another a player that you know Andrew Berkshire has talked about. Andrew Berkshire has talked about a lot as a as a player that's been very underrated. And you know, heading into this tournament, you didn't know how how often or how well Canada was going to rely on her. But I think she's really taken her game to a, to another level and has stood up even amongst these game even amongst these these dominating performances she has found a way to stand out in multiple ways so that's been awesome and then so it's just like just watching all of these oh watching all of these all of these players and and considering like the the impact of the game it's just like yeah again you ask yourself like how are they going to lose like you know their their quarterfinal game they win 11 nothing against Sweden they outshot they outshoot Sweden 56 to 11 they go four four for seven on the power play so it's just on in every angle Right on every, on every angle and any way you look at it, it's just like there's, it just doesn't look like it, it looks like this this year is definitely you know Canada the gold medals Canada's to lose for sure, um, and I think it'll be interesting to see what that path is to get to that gold medal game. Uh, so right now, you know, USA has advanced has advanced to the semifinals with their with their four one win over Czechia. Uh, Finland did beat Japan seven uh, one, which. That one kind of stings a little bit because I think, you know, so the conversation for a while has been, you know, does women's hockey believe, uh, does women's hockey belong in the Olympics? Uh, first, yes, full stop. Um, and the, 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 you know, the criticism or, or the words against it has been like, oh, well, you know, every year it's just Canada, Canada's and, and the United States' tournament. Um, but I, I don't think that's a reason to to get to remove Canada, you know, the you know the women's Olympic games in hockey. You know, I think I think what we should be focusing on is again is the other stories as well. I think I think we should be talking more about the fact that Japan won their group. I think there are a lot of rising stars on that team, right? And I think I think those are the things that matter. And I think when it comes down to this this 
this just closed-minded narrative um, that women's hockey doesn't belong just because, you know, Canada and U.S. dominate. I think that's just wrong and it's just so closed-minded because, again, you know, we have a lot of people, young people, who are watching these women play and who may think, hey, I want to be that, I want to be that next person. I want to be on the international stage. I want to be on the Olympic stage. And this goes regardless of any, of any country. Um, and again, I think you look at a team like Japan who, you know, historically doesn't do too well or doesn't, you know, doesn't do the best, um, you know, when it comes to Olympic, Olympic participation. And you see what they've done this year. And I think it's solid. And yes, even though they, you know, they, they couldn't get past Finland, I don't think that's any detriment to, to them as a whole. To be honest, I'm excited to see what they do the next the next time around. I'm excited to just, I'm excited to see how these other countries kind of um, see their you know raise their stake as far as uh, as far as women's hockey goes. So yeah, I, th- I think that's just one thing I wanted I wanted to say um, about the about that entire narrative. And um, yeah, and if you see articles about it, don't click on it, don't quote tweet it, don't do it um, because they're wrong. Um, so sorry, that was like a little, <laughs> a little, a little um, uh, tangent there. Um, so yeah, so U.S. U.S. has advanced, Finland has advanced. The next thing we have to look wait out for is um, is the ROC versus Switzerland, and that's happening later this morning, so at eleven ten Eastern time. And from there, we'll be able to see how the rest, how the semifinals uh, shake out, and again how the finals uh, go there. Um, again, it's. I wouldn't be surprised if if Canada ends up getting in the gold medal. I think a lot of people wouldn't be surprised if they end up getting to that gold medal game. But I think it'll be interesting to see who they end up facing, uh, who's on the other side of the ice, um, ice against them uh, once that takes place. Um, and again, I think I think no matter who uh, you know ends up facing Canada in that gold medal game, I still think it'll be a very very entertaining game and again and again we'll speak to a lot of the a lot of the sacrifices a lot of the training and again a lot of this the the superstar talent that we've been seeing this entire tournament um so that's been great to see all right wow that went by pretty fast um maybe see let's see if i can uh let's see if there's any any interesting comments that i can kind of point out before uh before heading off here uh hey silver fox how's it going the dynamic that Power Johnson and McTavish bring. Yes, McTavish is, was an, was another player. That, uh, another thing I, I made note of that I didn't mention. Uh, Mason McTavish is good, man. He's good as well. Like he literally, he almost scored. He ripped a shot so quick off the crossbar. Um, <laughs> and literally like like that's and and in another universe that goes in and the game's different. So I think that would be that would be really really great. Um, he's been really great so far, and again, it's been interesting to see how he's taken his play from the World Juniors and kind of applied it uh, to the Olympic Games. Um, yeah, Daniel Winnick. Uh, yeah, he's been yeah Daniel Winnick playing. I, I think it's wild. I think it was also pretty funny too how like Daniel Winnick and like Matthew Nyes were had me some like heated argument like Winnick was yelling at Matthew Nice for some reason uh so I think it's pretty interesting to see like oh Leaf Leaf uh <laughs> player of Leaf's past uh and players of, of Leaf's future uh talking and talking about it so I think that was pretty solid <laughs> um okay cool so I think that uh yeah the time is 6 30 so I think that uh, that wrapped things up that went pretty well that was that was better that was better, better, better than I thought. Uh, so thank you for thank you for showing up. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. That was great. Ah, uh, oh, thank you, 
Thank you. That uh, <laughs> uh, that means a lot. Um, so we'll be back tomorrow. Um, for more Game Over International. Um, so check out the STP SDPN uh, YouTube channel for that. Also check out um, you know, previous Game Over International episodes as well as the new podcast that came out. Um, so, all right. So uh, goodbye. Have have a good rest of the day. And again, have fun taking in the the rest of the Olympic uh, participation. All right. Take it easy.